Good Gab, sponsored by Skillskin, a nonprofit organization empowering individuals with disabilities through employment. Hi, Steve. Thanks for having us. We're Kevin and Don, the workforce nerds from the Spokane Workforce Council. Oh, the two, that was the nice. two biggest workforce nerds, at least within the borders of Washington State, but potentially the entire nation. Galaxy. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how much workforce development is going on on Jupiter. But Just because you're you're wrong doesn't we can, it doesn't mean yeah. We can yeah. own it. We can yeah. own it. How lucky are we, the yeah. workforce nerds? I know. Don, Kevin, workforce development. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Steve. Thanks. And this is uh, yeah the very first time that uh, we have two people. Oh. So, yeah, we're really up in the ante on Good Gab today. It's excellent. Yeah, I didn't think I should cover Kevin's portion, so, yeah. Smart. Yeah. yeah. And how's your morning going? It's hard to believe. I mean, uh, Don and I have a, an amazing working relationship, but we do have certain mornings when we have differences <laughs> of philosophy when it comes to workforce development. Oh, my gosh. It's not philosophy of workforce development. This morning was one of those. Right? right? Well, it's a special day. We get the workforce nerds here. This is the first collab at Good Gab. Yeah, we're excited yeah, about that. Yeah, that's the thing. So we're working on so many different initiatives that, yeah, a little bit of uh, creative tension might come up. Yeah, but that's a good way to that's Yeah, a good way actually, to this is the perfect yeah. morning to have us here. So, yeah, workforce nerds. Workforce nerds. Uh, we have a workforce... W- that's, yeah. yeah, workforce nerds. Yeah, we have a workforce Wednesday segment um, that airs on Fox, uh, filmed at KHQ. I've been watching that have a you? little bit. Yes. Oh, it's, we were so excited they asked us to do that. How are you liking it? I, I love it. I think it's informative. It's quick. It's fast hitting. Um, I, I'm imagining the community is learning things. Yeah. I sure am. Yeah. Good. Can't That's be good. the only I, one. Oh, I'd love yeah. to have you join us. I, I'm, we're ready. Okay. Yeah. That would be fantastic. <laughs> Skillson is such an important workforce partner in the community, and thanks for all you're doing. Well, you're welcome. Yeah, I'm happy to be a part of it. I feel uh, very fortunate, and yeah, just to be able to you know help develop this uh, workforce in the disability community. It's awesome. Absolutely. I had no idea. Like, uh, before I came uh, to this world, like, I didn't know the joy of, like, helping people. Like... I used to help people make money. <laughs> I was good at that. But this whole uh, being in service to others has just been incredible. Yeah, that's what it's about. I, I stumbled mm. on it, uh, I think, 22 years ago. What? No one goes into workforce development intentionally, mm. right? So, yeah, I stumbled on it, applied for a job um, early in college. And was it, it here in Spokane? It was in Moscow. Okay. And it was uh, to be a job coach. So I worked with individuals with disabilities, would carve out a job in the community, and then we had to um, accompany them to work to make sure um, that if there was any tasks that couldn't be completed due to a physical limitation, that we were there to, to be able to do that one t- small part of the job. Um, so that's what job coaching was 20, well, almost 25 years ago. And I'm sure it's completely different now. I haven't done that for a long time. So I stumbled into workforce development, like most of us, and it's the best industry. I'm so glad you've joined us. Yeah, well, I'm happy to be a part of it. Yeah, and you can come out of medical. <laughs> yeah, I was say, Kevin, yeah. how did you get into workforce development? Yeah, 25 years in healthcare, which you wouldn't think there's quite a cross pathway there for that, but there actually was. And uh, recognizing that, you know, working with patients or working with customers, um, both, you know, obviously individuals come to a hospital, they're trying to get some assistance and not having probably their best day. Likewise, if you're in workforce development, which is the same, you know, looking for employment or training or education opportunities and trying to look for a change. And just when I saw the advertisement for the job, as I was deciding to leave healthcare, I recognized 
let's give this a swing. I didn't quite know what I was getting into. Naturally. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be up front uh, with that. But in the end, it's been uh, so, I mean, I, don't, I just don't know. I mean, I, why, why, I wish I would have known about this 20 years ago because oh, that's what everyone it's says. just fantastic. So I think Steve officially has, I mean, he already just kind of admitted his, he's a workforce nerd. You are I a workforce am. nerd. Yeah. When yes. you join us on Workforce Wednesday and come join us for our podcast, we'll give you your Workforce Nerd shirt. Oh, I'm ready. Are you? Oh, yes. Yeah. I will wear that proudly. Yeah. <laughs> you have become a Workforce Nerd and a known quantity in the community. So thanks so much for promoting um, our industry. Heck yeah. This is uh, how we change the world, right? It just is. one aspect at a time. I know something for me, like uh, just your uh, organization. You recently changed your name in the last couple of years. Um I just wasn't aware of the structure. I mean, you have your hands in all sorts of things from, you know, work source to uh, the, uh, some of the, what's it called? The zone. Next generation Next zone. Next generation zone, which is awesome. Maybe tell us a little bit about that. I know our listeners are really interested in kind of seeing, you know, what you're playing in. All right. I'll start with the Workforce Council and uh, Resource Center. You want to take WorkSource and NextGen Zone? Absolutely. Okay, perfect. So the Workforce Council, we are a very small nonprofit. Uh, we've grown to a staff of uh, 13. I think we're going to hire a 14th person today. For us, that's huge. Uh, we were a city department until um, 2014. Uh, we were a four- or five-person team, only federally funded, and followed very strict federal workforce rules, uh, which meant we were narrowly focused and did not have our eye on the community like we could have. We separated, became a nonprofit, um, have tripled, quadrupled our budget, uh, wow. had a lot of support from... In less uh, than 10 years? Uh, yeah, less than five years, really. So we had to separate and become a nonprofit nice. first. Uh, that was a little bit of a yeah. process. I can imagine. And then we had shut down during the pandemic. So... Yeah, I don't know if I should take that sort of out of the equation. But yeah, in about five years. So we left with a budget of around $3 million, left the city. And I think we'll be at, I don't know, $15, $16 million this year. Um, and um, almost all of that difference between the three and the six is from community support, philanthropic support, um, and other grants we've applied to. So we've grown our team. We try to stay um, small and lean. But we do that. We, we've grown because we wanted to open new sites. So um, Kevin will talk about the worst work source um, portion. It's an adult employment center, adult-focused employment center. Um, but we wanted to expand beyond that. That was sort of the, the flagship site. So we got into um, the Next Generation Zone, a youth employment and career center, and then the um, a, a resource center of Spokane County in partnership with the city and the county. Uh, and that's a social service one site, or one stop, where we address um, health care, mental health, behavioral health, physical health, um, equity, housing, um, reentry, um, the list goes on and on. Child care, uh, anything that the community needs, we're able to pivot and help address those needs at the time. We also have gotten into Question the labor market. Question for you. Side yeah. note, yeah, yeah. though, isn't that the very first one that HUD and uh, another community got to stand up in the country? That is true. Oh, that right here true. in Spokane, in Washington. Spokane. Oh, I love that. I'm not sure that I am accurate on this, but I'll be moderately accurate when I say um, uh, there's either between 14 and 17 that opened, and I believe we're the only one that's still going. There might be one more, but we're not only going, but uh, we're totally succeeding. The yes. team down there is, yeah, just knocking out of the park. 
Um, we've had some amazing partners reach out to us and want to address the, like the child care needs in the community. We lost so many um, child care sites um, be, during the pandemic when the, you know, the child care centers had to close. So we're addressing that now. We also have a strong focus on uh, labor market information and communicating uh, the needs of employers and job seekers uh, in the community. That's that, to you. That was fantastic. Aww. I know. All right. Top it, buddy. <laughs> so I think WorkSource, so our campus actually makes up the resource center that, that Don talked about, as well as WorkSource, which I think is the one most people are somewhat familiar with. Sure. And then the Next Generation Zone, which is our youth employment center, um, with all these things going on at each one of those centers that maybe somebody's attached themselves to. So WorkSource is the adult employment center, the American Job Center, 2400 or about American job centers throughout the nation. And in Spokane County, we have one comprehensive one-stop center here, our work source, which is just a name that the state of Washington gives to every American job center. So if you go over to Idaho, you're gonna have a completely different name for what's the same thing gotcha. as an American job center. Um, but yeah, work source is, is pretty neat in the fact that it's been around for quite some time. I wish I could remember the exact years, but it was brought into to action, I think that building itself in the 50s, right? 1974. Uh, yeah, your thing. Oh. <laughs> uh, and then uh, been been used for that for a variety of different employment and training and education opportunities. And then the Workforce Council, and a lot of credit to Mark Mackey, our CEO, and Don as our COO, who recognized that we needed to actually get all those partners together and bring them into one place so it was much easier to navigate the different services that we have in our community to help with employment. Absolutely, right? Um, it's so difficult. Like, you're hopping all over town trying to you know get something going for yourself maybe you're trying to enter in the workforce maybe you're just trying to find housing maybe you just need clothes right exactly. but uh and yeah bounce all over town because of those things i mean that's just not very conducive to an individual who it's have, hard may have transportation issues as well and doesn't you know that warm handoff isn't there you know you can provide that in a one-stop center so that's incredible we, we, we've had that, that, that partnership has been going on since 2007, uh, a little bit yep. before my time, but that's when Mark and Don brought those different partners together. And, and I think one thing that people should know about WorkSource is actually WorkSource is just the name of a building. There's seven different partners who work together um, within that building to bring those services. And for a customer who comes in, they don't care what agency an individual works for or what program that they're getting served through with all the 20 some odd funding streams that we have um, coming through WorkSource. But that's the beauty of it is that as they come in, they just say, you know, I want employment, I want training, I want to find out more about, you know, going on to edu for education. And, and we, can, we can help with that. And we've now moved since 2016 to less of what you call a program type of setup because customers, once again, nobody walks into WorkSource and says, give me some of that specific name programming, right. right? They just say, I need to find work, I need to figure out how to upskill myself, get training, get education so I can have better employment and have a sustainable wage. And so we've, we've used integrated service delivery with these seven partners to bring basically functional teams are that are subject matter experts at each of these different areas that can assist them. And so when they're working with an individual, we in the background will figure out what kind of fund stream we need to assist them. So everyone who walks through the doors of WorkSource can be served in some form or fashion. There is no, you know, kind of enrollment. There is an enrollment process, obviously, but there's no enrollment process that's known to the customer that kind of doesn't allow them to use our services. Uh, no. I want to give, give a yeah. shout out here to Kevin. So uh, Kevin was the director of the site at the time, starting in 2016. 
And, and what he's describing seems so simple. And to skill scan it is simple. You're not largely government funded, or at least you weren't when I was, right. when I was working with you. Um, so we are. We're very heavily government funded. And, and uh, we have about uh, 20 to, to 30 what we call funding streams. But it's really, it's really grants. And every single one has a different criteria for who can be served. And most places around the country, at least at the time, um, when you walk into a site like that, including in Spokane, a person, uh, we were so proud of ourselves, like, oh, you know, we're a one-stop location. Right, but you still had to apply to, you know, 15, you yep. still fill out 15 applications. And that was just the way it was accepted in our country, um, across the country, that that's, that was good customer service. And uh, we worked together with a team down there and said, this is not good customer service. It's a we barrier, do, right? It's a barrier. And if you think yeah. about someone maybe with limited time, um, you know, we have, you know, a, a, a younger mom and two kids and, and, tra and uh, transportation limitations. And she has an hour or two to spend with us. And you spend just as much time trying to navigate our own center as running around town. So we said, we're not going to do this anymore. So we created a model, uh, which was the first in the country to use the model that we created. That you can walk in now and say, I just need a job. And, and Kevin is able to lead the change management process uh, through that. And I worked on um, the policies with the state and federal government in the background. Um, and so that's what we were able to accomplish. And it sounds, so this is why we're workforce nerds. Yeah. Like that's the stuff no one really wants to talk, you know, talk about because it's really not that interesting. However, we can say that you can come into WorkSource now and we can help anyone that walks through the door. Well, let's talk about that a little bit. I have a story and now I know who to blame why I'm a workforce nerd. It's let's you guys. Hear it. Let's hear it. Um, it would have been 2017 or so. Um, I was just struggling like in what am I going to do with my life? I'd been a, you know, a salesperson for a long time, you know, managing sales teams and just grinding away through that world. And I was talking to my brother and he's like, Steve, why don't you go down to WorkSource and just talk to somebody? Did I'm you like, know? What? You've been to WorkSource? Yes. Oh. I've, so, actually, I've actually heard this story. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> from, from the person who worked with Steve. I didn't know uh, this. Lori, right? Yeah. yeah. Yes, no, I can't remember. Lori, Lori. now the one-stop operator? She's now our director one stop, of <laughs> no the one-stop center. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> amazing. Um, well, yeah, so the, this yeah. is yeah, it's as true as true gets. Um, I was like, well, isn't it work source if you don't have a job? He's like, no, we do all sorts of things. I'm like, all right, I'm going to be brave. I'm going to just show up. So I showed up. I talked with Lori, and we just had a conversation. She's like, kind of helped me understand and, and led me down the path of like what I was looking for, like those deeper conversations. It changed my life. I have chills. Yeah. Me too, because yeah. it really did. I was like, I was really depressed at the time. Just full, you know, truth out there. And she's like, Steve, I think you should really look about how you can help people. And that's when I started to open up my heart to this idea of like, okay, what does nonprofit look like? What does workforce development look like? It changed the trajectory of my life. You're going to have me crying yeah. on camera. Yeah. That's amazing. So well, I have yeah. a real personal story there. It's like, um, it, it's incredible. And that team just, I felt, I just felt good. Cause even the space at the time, it was before the remodel, but no, I think it was just right at the remodel time. Cause I came in and just, it felt welcoming and, I loved my experience, and I have now, you know, sent a lot of people over there just in career counseling, or you know, I forget the Dirk used to 
yeah. do a class. I'm, yeah. I'm sure that class is still around. What was that called? Yeah, um, the, uh, yeah, absolutely. We called it our E3. E3. Um, class. Mindset for success class. I've which sent is three people folks, yeah. to Mindset for Success that were just kind of struggling, and it really impacted them and helped them. And that's what that so, class is for, exactly. Individuals who were in your situation. And these were professionals. Yeah. I was just like, oh, yeah. hey. Absolutely. Just go here. And I think that you yeah. made a key point. I mean, just like yourself, I think that a lot of people have associated WorkSource. A, it's been associated for a variety of reasons with the unemployment office. And well, it was home. It, that yeah, building was that, home it was to the unemployment 20 office. 20-some years yep. ago, the unemployment office was upstairs at that. And, of course, we one of the partners is Employment Security Department, which is involved in the unemployment you know, division well, is, as well. Yeah, and we, the unemployment and, and we obviously work with our, with our partners um, in the unemployment insurance office, but... You know that this the place is actually where you come for employment, and I think a lot of people think, well, the only people who go there are individuals who are on unemployment insurance, or you're mandated to have to go to the work source office. And I will admit that you know for a little bit there, I mean that was our main stream of customers that were coming in um, for that, and we want those customers to come in so that we can help them as well. Absolutely. But when you're looking at individuals who may be looking for more than entry level careers, that that's my big shout out. To the community is to say we've got you know 65 dedicated certified career coaches who for from from different areas with their subject matter expertise can work with anybody i've seen them work with ceos and i've seen them work just like we do at the next generation zone and work with first time ever getting employment and depending on what their expertise level is on their teams that they're on um, they're able to help those folks. And then thanks for that testimonial story, Steve, because that really ties into that an awful lot. Well, I'm happy I to share. Add, when we were going through the redesign, um, the, so we did a, uh, what we call functional philosophical, um, physical philosophical, and programmatic redesign. Mm. Um, I had said to the team, and I, I was being very sincere, um, completely, a true as true gets. I've been in workforce development my entire career. I, I, I mean, I, I love it more than anything. However, uh, you know, I've asked myself, you know, would I do something else ever at some point? I don't know the answer to that, but I have no idea what I would do. I mean, none, no, no idea. If the workforce development industry shut down, I don't know what I would do. So I'd ask the team, if you can help someone like me find my next passion. And they said, well, you don't need any help, right? Like you've had a job for a long time. That's not true. I mean, I would be frozen completely I would not know what to do and yeah I've been on, I've been in the employment industry a long time but that's entirely different when you're trying to find yourself and trying to yes. find the motivation and trying to find the courage to to change careers and you have family to support so we're working with everyone from the person who has lost their job recently lost their job or thinks they they need to change careers for whatever reason uh, that's what we want to do and that's who we're here to serve Love it. You allow soapboxes, Steve? Can Naturally. Only if it's on. No, well, you sort of did right there. Right? I have a couple to stack, okay. right? Uh, on soap. First of all, back to a little bit of what you said a little bit before and, and what Don talked about. I would challenge any governmental organization, pseudo governmental organization uh, that's out there. If you, we all know what that feels and looks like, and WorkSource was no different. I mean, we, as Don said, we were really proud, but we ended up getting a lot of customer voice. And if you're not getting the voice of your customer involved yeah. in the change management process, process that you're trying to do so that you can serve customers better and you're just listening to and and here i'm going to get in trouble for this listening to your fund streams listening to you're not going to get in individuals trouble. <laughs> who are providing the funds for you who aren't even close to the work 
or are not even customers of the work. Um, you're probably not going to have, you're going to think that you have a good process for serving customers because it works for you. Totally. But is it really shooting the outcomes that you need? And, and when you start surveying customers and talking to customers and speaking with them, having conversations with them, getting them involved in the change management process, it was very eye-opening. I'm really, I'm very proud of our staff at WorkSource, especially because they really embraced that and listened to what the customer said and then recognized, oh my gosh. You know, even if they'd been doing it for such a long time, a specific way, they said, we can actually improve this process so that we can actually serve individuals better. And, and there's no doubt about it, just like you finding your passion, those individuals that work at the WorkSource office and the Next Generation Zone and the Resource Center of Spokane County, they have a passion to help Absolutely. individuals. You can see it. It's palpable. And part of the process that we've cut through is not letting them worry about anything else except that one-on-one -on -one encounter they're having with each customer that they serve. And that's the most important thing right now in that moment is serving that customer and getting them back to doing what actually, when they go home every night, they feel amazing about helping individuals like you, Steve, like Lori did. So yeah, the cup has been filled. Yeah. I, I laughed because when we went through the process, uh, we were, with the change process, we were so committed to, um, like any, you know, governmental or I won't say pseudo-government, I'll say quasi-governmental. Yeah. Uh, we were so committed to maintaining our budget. And we, we, we stood back and said, you know, why, why does that matter? We would rather turn down funding that doesn't align with the mission and vision and values of where we're going and have to struggle for a little bit than to, to take money in that well-intended, uh, you know, and it's going to serve, you know, a, a great group of, of you know, nonprofits and, and people, but it would hold us back into doing what we're committed to do, um, and that is serving the customer where they're at. Um, so we started turning down money. We gave some back, and it was very scary um, because we have staff and they have families, and we were so scared of, you know, what might happen. And, you know, we can't afford to lay anyone off um, be, just because we made a change and a, and a bad decision. I mean, not, not necessarily afford. I just mean kind of like morally and ethically. Sure. Right? So um, it was a huge risk. And what followed was the staff's passion to not have to worry about um, sort of dotting the I's and crossing the T's. Like, like Kevin's talking about, we took all of that work and put it into the background. And, and now showing up to work, you can feel it, right? You went there. Like the cups are being filled of the staff that's there. So definitely shout out to Kevin for leading through that. Um, the community for supporting it. Um, and then our uh, funders and investors for well, saying, we, this is where we want to put our money. I do want to say to our staff, outcomes. I do want to say to our staff that are listening to this that, yeah, I, I know you still do paperwork. We, I know there's still so mad at us right now. They're like, <laughs> so, oh, yeah, yeah, right. No rules, Donna yeah. Kevin. No, uh, no, I just no heard Donna Kevin say we don't have to do any of this paperwork. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, but I think that we did take away a lot of that so that their passion was there. You know, there's people who love doing that behind-the-scenes work. We created a team that does that behind-the-scenes work. They don't want to be out in the, you know, in the front doing that, but they love the work that they can do as they find solutions for our customers behind the scenes you know, from the funding streams that we have and then being able to share that with the career coaches so the career coaches now can just have those conversations with individuals. Well, I love that story of leadership. It's, uh, it is tough, right? When you have to make some hard decisions, you got to go out on a limb. You don't know what it's going to look like, but you're committed to it and you're like, let's see what happens and we can change later. But 
when you get everyone pointing at that North Star, everyone moving together, like <laughs> the lighthouse oh, yeah, the for lighthouse. us. We use it. We lighthouse. call it lighthouse. lighthouse? I, lighthouse love, I might steal yeah. the lighthouse. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So we, we do that because. <laughs> tell us more about your lighthouse. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you how we got the lighthouse. So we were going through this huge process, mm. and um, we were not going to pretend that we weren't scared or that we knew what we were doing because it's just not genuine, right? And um, you know. I mean, we wanted to to be sort of you know strong leaders, but also we wanted to to be like realistic and, and leaders of, of you know with people and effective, right? Right. And so we stood up every week um, in front of sixty five staff and said, you know, we think this is where we're going. And I tried drawing it out one time, sort of like this is what it might look like, and um, I can't draw at all. So what? No one knew what I was. I'm not sure are we cousins, Don? I'm and not. I'm not sure anybody knew it was a lighthouse. It was. Well, no, that's what but. happened. No, that's exactly it. So nobody knew what I was saying. I was like, okay, well, let's just picture it like this. So we're on this journey from Washington State, and we're going to Maine. And they were. It was, I don't even remember how it happened, but they were like, that's so, so that lighthouse. And I was like, yes, to that lighthouse. <laughs> and so we started communicating in terms of. When people had a challenge, they would they would say, "Okay, you're driving from Washington to Maine," and we meant that's you know as part of the change management process. So they were able to communicate in terms that they could say, "I'm having a huge problem," without saying, um, "I don't you know I don't like it," or "I'm complaining." They don't feel like they didn't feel like they were complaining. So somebody walked into a meeting one day, and I said how are we doing on whatever process you're working on? And they said, oh, I'm in North Dakota. It's snowing. It's nighttime. And the, t- <laughs> the tire fell off, right? We're like, oh, man, that's bad. That's really bad. And we asked the next group, and they were like, oh, New Hampshire is beautiful. And so we just kept sort of using that analogy, and it turned into the lighthouse. So for us, the change management process is driving from Washington to Maine to yes. see this lighthouse. Yeah, and the staff really grabbed onto that, right? I yeah, you're all together. You were looking towards a, being a high-performing organization. Yeah, they love the, oh, the stories. I love too. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know Especially because here... you can make them up as you go. Be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. where am I? Well, we were able to talk about it like that, right? When something would go kind of wrong, we'd say, "Oh gosh, sorry, you know, put the map in the back seat, and we took a wrong left turn." And it was a nice way to be able to communicate in realistic sort of, you know, people could, you know, envision it like, oh, yeah, I've done that too. You can laugh and this, use this as a vehicle, this euphemism to, to move forward. Yeah. So I guess we, we must be related and a bad drawing can work out well. Yes. Yeah. yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Next Gen Zone, you guys just uh, in, yeah. graduated your 1,000th student, 1, right? 1, we did. 1,000 students through our Open Doors program with a partnership that we have once again. Next Gen Zone is just the name of a building, and we have four partners there. And um, so uh, New ESD 101 has open doors. And so we've graduated our 1,000 student, which was just exciting since we've been partnered with them since 2014. So that was a really neat celebration to, to have. And then we've been graduating. Right now we're on track. Um, we, we're just getting ready to hit our 100th graduates this year, this calendar, or this fiscal year, I should say, since July 1st through June um, 30th, and uh, we're on track to have a number that we've never achieved before with GED graduates, even pre-pandemic numbers. Right. So this is just fantastic. A lot of young adults have, uh, you know, taken the opportunity to look for other ways than to do traditional education opportunities. And so, you know, having that is one thing. Having the, the GED, I think, is very important, and we obviously push that, and we work with the school districts throughout Spokane County and a little bit beyond with the reach of ESD 101. But then with our other partners who are there, um, Career Path Services, Goodwill, Spokane Community College, we're also able to bring, of course, at that one stop, they can walk right out of 
getting a GED, which we know, once again, working with our customers and using customer-centered design, nobody just gets a degree and says, okay, I'm done. I don't want anything after this. I just want to put this diploma on my wall or whatever. So they get their GED, and we move them right in um, with them being kind of co-coached by somebody on the education side as well as somebody from on the career side who kind of walks them through while they're getting their GED, you know, what – what do you want to do? So you can have some this? support yes. as you move into the employment world. Absolutely. So we can get them, you know, uh, attached to employers if they want to go in direct employment, if they want to do apprenticeships, if they'd like to go on the secondary education. Our partnership with the community colleges is able to come and talk about the programs and talk about um, through work that we do to make sure individuals know. Because I got to tell you, like FAFSA and ways to pay for college is not always out there for folks just to easily grasp and understand. Sure. So we talk about those opportunities as well. So I feel like anybody who comes to the next gen zone, I'm going to do a shameless shout out here to say, if you know a young adult who, you know, is looking for an opportunity for employment and or, you know, their education thing, throw them in your car, get them on the bus, get them down to the next generation zone. These are the, yeah, <laughs> um, get them down there. Uh, same with people that work source if you're an adult, but certainly get them down to our campus because the next generation zone, I would love anybody to come in those walls that we have there and just see the vibe that is going on. I mean, created by obviously is, you know, culture is not truly created by leaders and the people doing it. Culture is created by the people who are doing the work and by the people who come in to your organization. And I think this, the young adults that are down there have just really made this a unique environment. Oh, so, so cool. We didn't mean to start a sort of high school. Um, and I think that's maybe the coolest <laughs> really? part Really? It just it. evolved? Yeah. So we had um, the first year the Next Generation was, uh, Zone was open, we had um, seven young people attend our GED program. Um, and, it, I mean, it was it was it was a great program, but we had limited the attendance to only those who were 16 and 24, and GED programs don't do that. They're open for anyone to come in and participate. And so we wanted to work with our, our friends at the community colleges and, and say, what if we just designed this? And, and we modeled it after Career Path Services. They had, um, they had the program originally, and, and we all combined to, to make the next generation zone. So um, Plymouth, or, uh, New ESD 101 and Career Path got together with us and said, we, we can figure this out. And they went from seven GED completers that year to uh, more than it was in my high school graduating class in St. Mary's <laughs> um, annually. And uh, we didn't realize that anyone considered it a high school because for us it was a GED program. And I, and then I heard a young person say, Something like, why don't we have like the, you know, like the lanyards or like a mascot or something? And I said, like, I don't, I don't understand what you mean. And they said, well, this is our high school, and it, and it sort of hit me right I bet. then. Light bulb, um, yes. Light bulb. I mean, it seems so obvious, but I just, I didn't think they wanted. To, this was a program. I, I didn't know it, it was part of life. a high school because they had needed to or chosen to leave an environment that they didn't, they didn't, they didn't want to or could not. Um, participate in, um, but they wanted to be a part of it. They just wanted to be a part of it in a different way, in a, in a you know, in a different way that worked for them. So, um, the oh my gosh, the amazing staff and partners, the Next Generation Zone, um, created um, in partnership with um, local um, employers and, and, and banks that support us. They they created um, a lunchroom, a cafeteria, so you, uh, the students can walk in and grab their food. And um, oh my gosh, those uh, microwave noodle cup of noodles. I don't know how many of you guys go through there, right? <laughs> I so, mean, I mean five a week myself. So oh, I, that's where I, they I, go? Yeah, they I, all I, go, I, they I all go in where? Kevin's belly. Okay, yes. good. <laughs> so you can walk in and you can, and you make yourself food. Um, it's a really cool environment too. So in addition to, to studying, it just has a great vibe, right? Like they want to hang out there. 
Um, and yet they're surrounded by people that, you know, you can hang out, except they're going to walk up to you and be like, hey, what else are you working on? Where are you going in life? And they love it. So good job, Next Gen Zone. Just those little, uh, you know, nudges, right? And, and none of us can escape that. I mean, I just think back to my own life. There was definitely whys in the road, right? Where I could have gone, you know, down the dark path or the light path. And certain <laughs> individuals... Um, you know, found me and they're like, hey, Steve, these are the options. And it helped me and, and set me down uh, the right path. Oh, <laughs> so. absolutely. I have one more story. I just heard this from a staff member um, yesterday or the day before. So uh, this one is from the, uh, the Spokane Resource Center. And uh, there's a group down there that works with individuals who have... Um, struggled with traditional employment for whatever reason. Um, you know, maybe they had transportation issues or they have, um, you know, past conviction, something like that that has, has stood in their way. Um, and there was this, uh, this person that came down and um, he really wanted to, he'd been incarcerated, been in prison, um, a, a heroin user and wanted to clean up his life and turn it around. And he said, okay, this is it. And he came to us, you know, and said, I really want to do something. And, um, and a staff member, who I, I won't name, so you know who you are, staff <laughs> member. I just don't want to associate you with a, a story that I'm telling um, on, for the other person's uh, benefit. So they said, I want to do something. And um, they applied to become a, a CDL, get a CDL, certified uh, driver's license, and become I became a truck driver. Um, in the short time they were working with us, um, they, they applied, graduated. They're making $70,000 a year in Spokane. And that wasn't nice the story. Nice but it wasn't the story. It's so awesome. And when, I, when they told me that, I was like, oh, it's amazing. And he said, no, that, that's not the story. What the guy wanted to do was be able to tell his father um, that he had gotten this job, that he turned his life around, and had uh, siblings who were at Ivy League um, colleges and wanted to say, look what I'm doing. Um, and so I told the father, and the father said, I'm proud of you. And he Ooh. said, that's what it was for. That's what it was actually for. And they told me that. I was like, I can't believe I was so, like, about the wage. And it's about all of it, right? So um, that's what they do down there. It's something I take for granted, and maybe many of us do possibly, that what a job can do for someone, just the, the, the intrinsic value of a job. Like, you, you know, you're meeting people, you're gaining community. There's that self worth that comes with it being you know just proud like someone uh, you know family member can be proud of you i just uh i love what you all do in this workforce development what i do thank you and what we i continue to hear though and i think that maybe sets you all apart is i keep hearing collaboration and partnering like over and over like all the big stuff that you're working on and us as an organization at skillskin we are just like really moving towards an understanding the value of partnering to do big things. And I, I'm curious about what I've been reading in the paper uh, from your organization about this idea of childcare. Like, this seems like a huge, huge deal. It's creative, it's new, it's a barrier to work. We hear it from employees all the time uh, that are potentially coming to work for us. Like, tell us more about that. This is crazy. I, 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 I want to start with partnership. Yeah, I'll, I'll let Don dive into it. But I will say this. I think what's great is to recognize that people need to recognize that child care issues that are going are a workforce development issue. It, that impact, as you just talked about, it is drastically impacting workforce. Um, those individuals who want to get back to work, um, who maybe left for a short period of time and but have you know the children and now they can't find the openings. 
Um, and then, of course, the affordability of it is another issue as well that has to be addressed, um, which, which may be a little beyond the start of what the work that we're sure. doing, but we're certainly taking a look at it as a workforce development issue. And that's exactly what it is. And I'm glad that our organization has recognized that, that it is a workforce development issue and that we can partner and collaborate with multiple people to ensure that we address this. That Very was perfect. Yeah. My partnership. Uh, we as an organization, and I'm so proud, of, and this is because of our CEO and, and our board, and this is how they've led, uh, we believe in partnership more than anything else. We will do anything that we need to do, that we can do to support uh, what we call our partners, uh, and that's because we don't do this work ourselves. Right. Uh, we don't work one-on-one -on -one with customers. We are not the experts. We might Kevin and I might teach a career coaching class um, in, in theory, but he and I are not the ones, I mean, not in theory, we teach it, we, there are theoretical portions of it, but we are not <laughs> the ones who are meeting one-on-one -on -one with customers. That's the, the fabulous staff from our part, Career Path Services, and, you know, and, and all of those that we've named, employment security and others, um, at, the, at, the, at the campus. But we will do whatever we can do to support them. So um, if it's helping with professional development, if it's grant writing on our behalf, um, if it is, I, I mean, any, anything we need to do, you know, pulling people together, navigating difficult conversations. So we show up as an organization every day, and the mission and the vision, the values that you know, we want for our campus is to work together to forgive all the little stuff, right? Someone's gonna make you mad throughout the day. You're gonna have creative differences. Fact. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna have creative <laughs> differences. And you have, to, you have to show up and say, right, so those things happen, that's not what we're here for. Um, and we'll, we'll let it go. And so we try um, to, to make that, that work. Uh, partnerships, you guys are just getting into them, as you're saying, with skills to, there's nothing more difficult and nothing more important. <laughs> So that, that is, your, your Kevin's words, that's where it's at. Um, that's what you have to be doing. Um, and, and this is, you know, our, our belief. So we will do anything we need to do. We're here to serve our partners so they can show up and serve the customers. Ah, I think that's how we make a better community and effective uh, outcomes. Oh, good luck with uh. your partnerships, though. It's funny, I, Kevin knows this, I hate the word partnerships. What would you use instead? Well, the reason I don't like it is if there is a power differential. Which and, there usually is. And you're going to show up and yeah. say partnerships, right? And the person on the other end of the power differential is like, yes, yeah, this is a real partnership. You're telling me what I can do and what I can't do. And we're going to, you know, we're going to, you know, kumbaya it and say we're partners. And so we try to really figure out at which point we are partners because there's a, you know, there's a continuum. Um, and it's in, when we're working in some aspects, we're partners, and in others, we're a funder, or there's a power differential. We just have to recognize that, and we try to call that out when we can, because otherwise it feels fake. I love that. I'm, we are definitely adopting that idea at Skills because it's true. I see that as plain as day. Yeah, I mean, if you're yeah. my boss, and this isn't, I mean, I'm not referring to our boss, who's fabulous, uh, but if you're in my boss and you show up and say, we're partners, I'm going to look at you and be like, right. Right? No Except doubt. Except you can hire me, fire me. You can write me up, and and that's the same if you, if there if that exists. So that's not a partnership. I don't know what other word I would use, um, but I like but to, just putting it out on the I'd table. I like to call it out when it yep. is when it's when it's real, and when it's not, we just need to sort of own that and recognize it. I love the value in that. And from the childcare perspective, sorry. Oh, you, you, you got you got off on a tangent on partnerships. He said partnerships before childcare. Good job. Child care. Good job, though. And we appreciate it because yeah. we just learned something. <laughs> We're on workforce nerds. We're, we're, back we're, to childcare workforce. Back to childcare. Just to answer Steve's question, um, is is the fact that the two the two pronged effort that we're trying to do, we recognize we have I never got a chance to speak about this. Sorry, 
Um, but we have a specific team called Talent Solutions Team that only works with businesses. So they're out there. They're getting the voice of the businesses. They're finding out what businesses are looking for. They're able to bring that back in our key industries that we have here uh, in Spokane County and then and, you know, let the career coaches know, you know what's available so they can work with uh, the, the job seekers a lot better. But one of those things, um, and kudos to Jessica Clayton, who's on our staff, who this is very much a passion for her as well. Uh, and she's been the child you know, care piece. yeah the child care piece the big push with it is we recognize that we needed to speak to those providers out there who are in the community are, are they wanting to expand are they not able to expand um, so that's the first piece of child care is for us to work from a business perspective with our talent solutions team with each of those providers and to talk to other individuals who may be interested in starting to be in the child care um, space and what do they need? What's the supports that they need to even get started? Because going through that whole process is not an easy thing. You're listening to, to the customer again. Right. I like so, it. And so, you know, if we went and just started um, finding people who were looking for childcare space, we wouldn't have any place to put them. So now doing that first, that's where we're at right now in phase one is we're working on that piece. And then we'll be moving in with the resource center of Spokane County's uh, pieces that they're actually going to be working with those families who in order to get back to work, they're going to need to find, you know, that space um, for their children to get into child care. So we're really happy that, um, you know, in the next, you know, it's, it's a journey. So sure. certainly, um, you know, in three years, I think that we'll, I don't know if we'll completely have cracked a nut, but we will You're have better. We will have beaten <laughs> that thing with a hammer until some pieces of nut come out. Oh, come on, crack it. <laughs> oh, it's going to work. It's totally going to work because we're going to partner. There we yeah. go. Thanks. Great answer. And yes, we are. Oh, goodness. Well, I know we're running out of time here. And just what an incredible conversation. I would just love to continue. But we will I know. when you join us. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, we got some special things <laughs> happening. Uh, can't wait to talk about. Um, maybe let our listeners know any parting thoughts that you'd like to share with us about yourself, your work, anything. What's on your mind? What's on your mind? I already just sort of said it, and that is I encourage everyone, uh, businesses, job seekers, family and friends of individuals, if you haven't been to the workforce, uh, workforce campus lately, haven't seen some of the great changes that have happened over the last five or six or, or so years um, from it, from taking it from a place that I would think an individual would come in and still receive assistance, but the fact that we've taken that a whole another level and really put that personal touch on it, you know, from a customer's perspective of what would help another customer after them to, to come down to that campus and to visit our three centers. If you're a business um, and you're out there and you're wondering, geez, how do I continue to recruit and retain? And boy, I could go on for another half hour on those two topics, um, you know, and don't do don't don't do it alone. I mean, we have a whole team that are service certified business, you know, consultants that will sit down and walk through retention strategies which is the number one issue retention is the issue that's yep. why you have recruitment so much recruitment is to go over retention strategies with you and then also talk about new ways that you can potentially recruit so that you can get you know evangelize about your company and get individuals interested in coming to work for you so those are my parting thoughts is that give us a try right i mean we're, we're there we're here for the community um, partnering with a lot of organizations um, so that we can connect you to a variety of things so you know please please come down or or Talk to your family members or friends that you know could use and benefit from our services and get them down to the campus. Or go to our website because just like everybody else, we have a virtual component now too. So um, you don't have to leave the comfort you know, of your very nice lazy boy, which that'd be nice. Well, you and, heard it uh, here, listeners. Yeah, yeah go Reach engage. Out. Yes. Go find this organization. They're easy to connect with. Dawn, what are you thinking about? Parting thoughts. 
I think it would be a shout out to, or a call out to the employers and businesses in Spokane. Uh, come join us. Um, that's, you know, us being the workforce industry, Skillskin to, you know, everything that we talked about here today. Um, let's make Spokane um, the most um, equitable, accessible, um, and um, sort of, you know, economic, mobile, economically mobile um, workforce um, region in the country. And I think we can do it. We're the perfect size to be able to address all those things together. Um, for me, that is, that's my lighthouse, my current lighthouse. I think we'll follow that beam. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you both for being with us today. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Steve. Thank you. All right. Workforce so now, yeah. Yeah, that was awesome. All right. That was so good. Yeah.